I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left, no reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture show broadcast in Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and we're back with a brand new episode. And as you can tell from the title, it's One Good Scare, but how can it be One Good Scare? We reviewed all the Halloween movies. How can we do another episode about it? But it seems like in the near future, we're going to not have one but two movies, and we're going to hear talk about, we're going to speculate what those kind of movies are. But I can't do it alone. i got to have my co-host with me, who is on all the One Good Scare episodes, Mr. Mike Wilson. How are you doing, Mike? The thing we all knew was going to happen, but at least I was kind of hoping it wasn't happening. Yes. Let's face it, folks. We, we all knew this was going to happen. I, I, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, negative Nancy. Whatever it is, because I, I I know there's people out there. If you're a fan of something, you have to want more of it until you're fucking make Blue yourself sick. Which is why I, I I'm eating a nice bowl of frustration ice cream right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, peek behind the curtain. Right before we were recording this, uh, Mike was playing the, the latest Doom game. Uh, Doom 2016. And a, a unpopular opinion of the month here. I'm, uh, first I'm not, one to be fired. I'm not really enjoying it very much. It's uh. It, it's making me resort to ice cream on a podcast, so I, I'm kind of just brewing with rage right now, and we're talking about something that I should be the most enthusiastic about, but I'm I'm kind of not. So I, I could just see, if anyone listened to this, internet blowing up, guy hates Halloween, shame him forever, make him kill himself, and then when he does, say how tragic. <laughs> I'm kind of, oh, two things. One, I'm not a big enough show for anybody to really care if you did that. And two, uh, <laughs> I'm just glad that the, the working soldering iron next to you is actually I'm just eating to the microphone the whole time to piss you off. <laughs> Please don't do that. It would be annoying to the star. Why? So yeah, we're going to be talking about the speculation of the upcoming Halloween movie. So let's jump into our discussion right now. Okay, so prior to official announcement, there were rumors of what the next Halloween, the move for the Halloween franchise would be. Uh, one idea that was kicking around, which I was not happy for, it was going to be two movies, but they would be released like a month apart rather than a year apart. And there was just a rumor that was going around, and I thought that was the dumbest thing since sliced bread. Well, the idea of shooting back-to-back, you know, movies goes to the original pitch to 
Halloween 2018. Danny McBride yes. and Dave Gorgon wanted to do that, but thinking to themselves, let's play it safe. It's been a while since there's been anything Halloween. This could flop harder than the last film, mm-hmm. which we enjoyed the last film. Yeah. Hall- Halloween 2. Yes. Which is not, which technically. The third this, Halloween 2. Halloween 2, which technically this, this latest one is also Halloween 2, but not Halloween 2 or Halloween 2. Movies make me want to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the, yes. I, the idea was there. They opted not to. They played everything safe and, and see our review. I fucking love it. Yeah. I think it's great. Not perfect, mind you. Because nothing is, nothing in life is perfect. Except the original Halloween. Uh, yes. Places where things could have been tweaked. Additions I would have loved to have seen. Maybe a little. Omissions here and there. A little nips and tucks here and there, but nothing, nothing horrifically drastic that would alter the plot in any way. No, and I know there's some people out there that really hated it. And, and they can go fuck their mothers. And if your mother's dead, dig her up and fuck her. <laughs> She'll be more of a stiff than you. <laughs> but anyways, I was very satisfied with that movie, and I'd say more satisfied with the ending more than anything else. I, it, when it came out on digital, I would watch that ending more than the movie overall, just because I fucking loved it. Right. I, I love the, the, the vacant stare Michael Myers gave as the fucking house is burning around him. And, and you know what? Let's, let's take a moment to talk about this ending because okay. we, we haven't talked about this movie since it came, the day after it came out and on the podcast officially. Anyway. On the podcast officially. We've discussed it numerous oh, times yes. since. You know, the, at the ending, there's the symbolism of the dollhouse that looks similar to the Myers house burning down. The, the music, the the track, the shape burns. I want that played at my fucking funeral. You're hearing it right now. If mm. any of you show up to buy, if, if I die soon, which I I might if I keep playing Doom, <laughs> it will be your Doom. Or or if or if the the next two or ten Halloween films that apparently they're going to make, which we'll get to, fucking put me in an early grave. <laughs> I at least want the track "The Shape Burns" played at my funeral. It is so great. It has this. It has this. Everything about that ending has the semblance of of goodbye. It's over, mm-hmm. but still Hello, with the goodbye. Sorry. Get the fuck out my house. <laughs> We're singing this song. Da, 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 da. Put you through this table. <laughs> it's SummerSlam. I should go through a table. But there's just something about it that's that's. It's amazing. I fucking love that ending. Now, whenever. I like watch it on YouTube or or listen to the Shape Burns track before I actually got Spotify on YouTube. People, you'd hear the comments echoing what I say. People just like, oh my god, this was great, such a great way to end it. I love this track. I cried when this happened. My my friend Kristen, who came to the theater with us next to us, I I saw the tears rolling down her face mm-hmm. on this play because it was so good. It was great when we saw the preview screening without that song. Oh yeah, and with it on top of that, it was just. Mwah. Yes, Jessica's right there. But of course, being that it's the internet and it's YouTube, there's always the asshole who has to reply to said person's comment. It's in the contract. They can't kill him. He's going to be back. He wasn't in the stairwell burning. I want to address this bit by bit. First off, the whole it's not in the contract. My class to live. You're ta- you are referencing something from Halloween H2O from 20 years ago from a, from a different film company. That is the contract written then when Mustafa Akkad was still with us, when right. he was in charge of everything, when Miramax had the exclusive rights to the film series via Dimension. Mm-hmm. Contracts change. Things change. Because Halloween has had its troubles, maybe for this last one, they didn't put a clause in there saying you can't fucking kill him. Yeah. Because if we, I don't know if we ever got to talk about, um. Yeah, like, say, like, go back to what you were saying before if the movie was a flop. Say if the movie was a flop, yeah, he died there. 
We can just leave it's it at over. that. Great. Yeah. I would. I still would. Even if the movie fucking underperformed, I still would have loved it. Yeah, and, and and I guess the fact that it's so open ended, that's why we're able to continue with the. Series I would have loved forward. it for the next twenty years until age sixty when they dig everyone out, and and which they're going to do again. All right, I, I will put money on it right now that twenty that in in twenty thirty eight we're going to get another fucking reboot with Jamie Lee Curtis fighting him for the last time. Them what chas- are they doing? Them they chasing wheel- each other through the retirement home. <laughs> I was going to say, what are they uh, ramming their wheelchairs with each other? Like their motorcycles? Co- this time, possible too? this time because because we got burning this time, we'll get a decapitation next time. But she'll she'll have sharpened up her false teeth, <laughs> or she'll have one of those canes with a sword in it. <laughs> what is she, Sherlock Holmes? All a- of a sudden, and, and she'll she'll swing it with such clumsy force <laughs> that like she. You know, she kind of misses, but then falls down, but then cuts his head. And since his bones are so brittle, it takes his head off anyway. <laughs> but then it turns out that was just a paramedic as well, for some reason. His bones are like like a bird. Like they're just hollow on the inside. Yes. Like, <laughs> He's like a mouse. He doesn't really have bones. His body just has like really thick cartilage so he could squeeze under doors. Exactly. But anyway, when, when it comes to that whole contract, it's in the contract. You can't, you can't, have you people seen a fucking copy of this contract? I've never seen it. The only time I've ever heard about this was when Jamie Lee Curtis addressed it during, you know, like interviews after Halloween Resurrection. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's in it in the contract. I, I don't care, but I'm not going to automatically assume that, you know, because of this, we have to. And with John Carpenter even saying this will be the last one. I, I, I wanted to believe that because it is 40 years. The stars were aligning. We have something nice for a film franchise that hasn't been successful in almost 10 years. Let's go out with a bang. You know? Yeah. That's why I was willing to believe in it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you look at other franchises, I didn't think that the fucking Friday the 13th remake was going to be the last one. But so far, that's it's been 10 years since there's been a Friday the 13th film. Despite this best efforts from people who mm-hmm. want to be involved with it. I mean, the closest thing that we have to a sequel is that um, Never Hike Alone fan film, which everybody loves. Like That's the closest thing to a Friday the 13th sequel that we have these days. I could believe that this would have been the last Halloween because look at how many of the big-name slashers have tried of the 80s have tried making a comeback and have failed fucking miserably. Freddy, uh, the the Leatherface prequel was, oh my god, man, fish don't flop as much as that. <laughs> I mean, Child's Play Child's Chucky. Play finally got here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Child's Play Chucky's like I'm sure it's only... still in, in the $5, I'm sure it's already in the $5 bin at fucking Walmart. Oh, what? Oh, oh, you're talking about remake. Oh, the remake. Oh, yeah, yes, as he continues to have his mind. But normal series, Chucky, he's been direct to Netflix and now a TV show. So. True. I mean, yeah, I I, I did not uh, check out the uh, new Child's Play uh, with the Buddy doll or anything like that. I mean, that's something I would wait to, like, I'll red box that if that's I'm like, really curious. That's like the that's like in the wrestler when the guy owns a fucking used car lot. It's like that, wow, that's, that's the highlight. This is the guy that main evented the, the slasher franchises that main evented, and this one now owns a used car lot. He's not fucking dead from fucking eighties drug overdoses <laughs> for, for, from overdosing on sequels. Yes, so so I could believe that. Secondly, everyone's saying, "Oh, he wasn't in the stairwell. He wasn't in that last shot. He definitely escaped." Folks. Have you ever heard of a thing in movies called symbolism or not al- not directly telling the audience, letting the audience fill in the gaps with their mind? What is there a term for that? Oh, no, it's, it's respect in the audience right there. I don't think there's like a real term for it. I mean, I mean, symbolism is the closest thing that you had that with the burning of the dollhouse that like you had mentioned that resembles the, the Myers. Myers house. But, but the, the fact that they cut back to that same shot we had before where Michael was standing there. Now it's engulfed in flames. He's gone. You get the shot in the basement. 
I believe that we are not meant to clearly know. I mean, we have we have one of the biggest franchises in the world, Marvel, and all the filmmakers are continually explaining their movie, their the end game, despite the fact that it's probably the simplest and most straightforward of them all, despite with the time travel stuff in there. I mean, I guess it's just a, an indictment on the audiences th- these days that you need to explain everything and you can't, you have to hold the hand of every yes. audience member that you can't let them. We're not supposed to know. For all we know, Michael could be have been trying to find an escape and be huddled up in the corner somewhere doubled over from smoke inhalation or what i think and what goes back to the the first movie he really was the boogeyman after all because you know if you shoot him out of the balcony he's gone yeah he disappears you lock him in the fucking basement light the whole place on fire he's gone i mean i did see one video um, theorize how he might have gotten out is that there must have been a working toilet in there and maybe rip the toilet out. I think out. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that is a plausible theory or something like that. But, but regardless, theories aside, and if you listen back to our Halloween Extras episode where I read from the novel, word for word. Of him attempting to What escape. the novel says where he was attempting escape to break out but was slowly overcome by the flames and died, mm-hmm. you know, and the final line, the shape struggles or whatever the line was. Yeah. Listen back to it. I, I think it's one of those things where it's not supposed to be incredibly cut and dry. And no. the, the knife that Allison is holding at the end is to symbolize how the 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 trauma of the grandmother has fully enveloped the, the future generations. And now, you know, she holds the knife that the, that the killer had. So she now holds this night, th- this night, the same way her mother... Her grandmother held the original Halloween. Oh yeah, symbolized it's, it's, through the it's night. A totem. Uh, she's, yes, she's carrying she's carrying the souvenir from this horrific night, just like her grandmother carried in her heart. Exactly. See, that, that is like even in a mainstream popcorn film, it's a nice bit of symbolism in there. And the breathing at the end of the credits was meant to to mirror the breathing at the ending of the original movie. Exactly. Yes. So. I mean, if we never had a sequel, I was satisfied. I am amazingly satisfied. Right. I I would. Everyone's. I know people will call me a fucking the worst Halloween fan ever, and I don't give a shit because I don't have social media. But I don't want to see it continue after that. Or if it does, remake it again. Mm-hmm. You know. Or like do something like the I don't know what the comics did or something like that, where we, like, we don't have anything to do with the Strodes, and it's kind of like. Something else completely, or if we're something like if you even want like to have the Halloween three is a great cult movie. Okay, we'll make another one like it. No, <laughs> Michael Myers. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I mean it, it is kind of a sad state of affairs that if you don't have Michael Myers, and then people will just bitch about it. And despite the fact of how beloved uh, Halloween three has Halloween three has risen in the years since its release. But if I ever made another one like it, oh, watch out! <laughs> exactly, watch so, out for them keyboard warriors. Oh. And since speaking, well, not speaking of them, but since Halloween 2018 was a huge success, we, don't we have- knew it. Like, like from the first fucking weekend, they even said it's like if it performs well, we'll do another one. You know, and even by the after the film's opening weekend, they confirmed. Um, Danny McBride confirmed that there was early development had begun on the sequel. I was hoping it was going to stall somewhere, just because like I'm so satisfied with what I got. And for fucking months, you know, just more speculation. And here, here's where I had trouble. This this uh, episode we're doing right here has been delayed by several weeks. Mostly my fault. I will take responsibility for it. 
I kind of wanted to do a lot of deep research and just come in here with a fucking point to make. And now I feel like if I do, I'm just bitching. I'm the type of person that I'm not going to put my fucking name on something unless I am wholly satisfied with it. If I feel like it's not something, if it's just something that's just going to get lost in a sea of internet videos or internet audio, I don't. It's why care. are so many of our episodes were at such they're such great length is because we don't want to leave no stone unturned. And, and we fucking care. I am hoping that you can go back to the entire One Good Scare series and the whole What's Your Scary Movie favorite scary movie series any at any given point in history. In the future, mm-hmm. listen to it, and it still holds up. I mean, there is somebody did ask me. Speaking of uh, what's your favorite scary movie, our look back at the Scream franchise. Somebody did bring up the fact that like we didn't highlight something about the first movie. Is that there was an idea in the attic of Stu's house where there's supposed to be like kind of like screwed up toys and like kind of supposed to hints at him being more deranged than we expected. That he's always been kind of messed up. It was the th- idea being kicked around, but like you did see one toy hanging from like the ceiling when Sid runs through there. But the reason why I didn't bring up the fact is a well, two reasons. One, it's never really been substantiated by anybody in like the the crew or anything. And two, I've never even heard of that. And two, it might be on it might have been on the commentary track with Craven and Kevin Williamson. I totally forgot. I have not listened to it in a while. And B, the film doesn't make a point about it. We run through that set in a, a liquid spit. So it really, if the film has no interest in highlighting that, I, that's the reason why I didn't bring it up. Yes. And the point I'm getting to is I, re- if you could sum up what I'm trying to say in one sentence is that I refuse to make clickbait. Right. I refuse to make anything for the sake of content, for the sake of, uh, I haven't made a video in a while or I haven't made this in a while. Uh, something. You respect the quality of the quantity. Yes, absolutely. I know you've come to me with many ideas of of things we could do, and I haven't been the most receptive because I feel like mm, I don't have much to offer for that, you know? Right. But I think that dynamic um, makes our friendship that beneficial when it comes to creating internet content. Yes, you present me with something and I just shoot it down and stomp on you like a a bag bag of uh, shit that's on fire. Is that how you see me? Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Only when you start making puns, then it's like... Hey, my puns have paid off, all right? And I, uh... Exactly, and just like said flaming bag of shit, when you stomp on it, it's all over your shoe now and you can't get it off, just like your puns. It's all over <laughs> your brain now and you can't get it off, like fecal matter uh, stuck to it. Uh, I'm sorry that my jokes are kind of shitty. I, pr- I apologize. You see, he just did it again. <laughs> and now the rage I'm feeling symbolizes the fire. And I'm all Flame, out of ice cream. <laughs> flames on the side of my head... Flying, breathing flames, anyway. But yes, just in, in the months since then, there's been so much fucking clickbait and just so many uh, rumors and, and people taking How to really shape. kill the shape, yada, yada, yada. Oh, no, not even that. Just like, oh, that is a video ex- exclusive news on, on Halloween's sequel. And then when you read the article, you realize it's all just assumptions. It's all, And Blumhouse always has no comment. All the actual studios always have no comment. I know you wanted to make this months ago. The idea is talking about Halloween sequel, and I said, you know what? It, it, I don't feel I don't feel right doing it unless there's something official, unless we have something tangible. And in hindsight, that was the right decision to go with. I, so I, I think you're. I was wrong in like trying to jump to conclusions like that. Whatever, right. whatever, whatever. It's, I mean, it's it, it's a topic to talk about, but I feel like I don't want to talk about it until there's something 
truly on paper to talk about. <laughs> you didn't tell him about the missing Jedi. I didn't want to report or anything until. No need to report anything until there's uh, something, something to, to report. report. Award-winning dialogue, Mister Luke. <laughs> yes, I just quoted the Phantom Menace. I hope you're happy. My hands hurt from doing that, and they should, because it involves the Phantom Menace. <laughs> but anyway, the, as as I would sit there, it's like I, on YouTube, I had to actually like do some uh, click on the thing that says "Don't show any more from this channel" on some channels that I really have nothing against, oh, yeah. just because I couldn't fucking take it anymore. I, I couldn't I, fucking I, take I, it. Anymore. I've done the same. I couldn't fucking take people taking rumor and addressing it as fact. I remember the the one you were talking about of how Michael could have escaped. Yeah. I don't want to name names. I don't want to. I don't want to start internet flame wars, and especially because the the uh, female correspondent talking about it, I have a huge crush on right. <laughs> from said video. Not her fault. But this was actually came out days before the the Halloween kills and Halloween ends were officially announced. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how oh with Halloween the next two movies set to be back to back sequels, and I literally I almost did a spit take. I'm like, wait a minute, where the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. When the fuck did I hear about that? I searched everywhere. I couldn't find shit on it. Because it was going, it was taking the whole original concept that they had for shooting back-to-back movies, and it's like, when did this become a fucking rumor? Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure of the channel you speak of. All their stuff is based on articles, so I think you would have had to go onto the website and find the article itself that they're quoting, and then you would have found the hyperlink that led back to wherever the hell it came from originally. But that's neither here nor there because it's since been confirmed. Well, yes, but but I mean, I did, I did, and it was actually another website that did it. Another website that's pretty much been the the uh, source of of all the these rumors and bullshit mm-hmm. um but things that we we do know and back in uh june the, the clickbait machine was put into turbo gear when um on twitter blumhouse posted a picture of jamie lee curtis with jason blum holding yes. a new laurie strode figure and all it said was we're talking about things that's it they could be talking about another action figure but, talk, they could be talking but about everybody's trying figure. to Oh my God! Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back, everyone. And there's even though the fact they did not have the rights to sequels at that time, like that that was a point that was lost to see of speculation right there, which is kind of unfortunate. I mean, but that's just the internet culture in general that sensationalism will go further than the facts. But what's funny is that you look at the titles as being something that is so definitive. The titles of the of these like articles as something that is definitive, hard fact, but then you find out when you actually read it, oh, this is just speculation. Oh yeah, it's total clickbait nonsense. Fucking okay, another example is when 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 the the mini console fucking uh, deal was in full force after like the Super Nintendo one and the yeah. NES one came back. Everyone thought, oh, that what's going to be on the NES class, uh, the N64 classic, or oh, the, somebody said the Game Boy Mini, and it's like, isn't the Game Boy already kind of mini? Mini anyway. I, I, okay. Uh, and, and and of course, when you watch this, it's it is just addressed as speculation. Uh, I, I I understand it too. It's a smart way to get hits for your fucking shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But as Granted, I said, we are speculating based upon the confirmed things that we have at the yes, moment. Yes, but we're going with something that has already been confirmed by the people making it. Yeah. That's the point that I really need to drive home. We waited to do this, uh, albeit weeks later, after something was officially confirmed. And I'm saying 100% right now, 
whatever we think is speculation, we will address as speculation. Yes. Or rumor or things we would like to see. Right. But the stuff that was confirmed was... Was that on July 19th, I found it from John Carpenter's Twitter, and it was announced everywhere else that, you know, moments later, that Halloween would be returning. Uh, a little video was made fe- featuring mostly scenes from um, the ending of Halloween 2018, saying that... The Laurie Strode Michael Myers saga will continue. The first film, titled Halloween Kills, will open on October 16th, 2020, and Halloween Ends will open a year later on October 15th, 2021. David Gordon Green will direct both films, and Jamie Lee Curtis will be starring. Which, That's really all we know, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know... That's what was announced, basically. That's yes. all that was announced. No script speculation. No, how did he, how did he escape? You know. But I mean, Trankus International, Miramax, and Blumhouse all return as producers. You know, Green and McBride are set to write both new installments. Um, the first is going to be with Scott Teams, who didn't he do some Stephen King stuff recently? That that's quite possible. That that's something I have to ask my friend Jeremy on because he's the he's the Stephen King expert. Because uh, he has his own podcast, Dark Tower Radio, which I've he's graciously graciously allowed me to be on, and that's something he, I'd have to ask him. Yes, uh, and Scott Teams was rumored at the beginning of the year to be to have written a treatment for this. Blumhouse had no comment as usual, and this will be a reoccurring point: is that yes, pretty much every rumor that was made in the since the movie the last movie was fucking released did come true. But I'm my point I'm trying to make is yeah. don't always look at shit as rumors and accept it as fucking fact. Yeah. Wait till it turns out to be then go. Okay. The the Blumhouse and like Universal and Weirmax can kind of take the Warner Brothers approach where they won't speak on any kind of rumors until something's definitive. Yeah. They'll only speak about when it's a hundred percent fact and this is going to happen. Yes. So you have Scott Teams for Halloween Kills and for Halloween ends, Paul Brad Logan and Chris Bernier will be joining as writers. That's four fucking writers right there. I assume it will be kind of a writer's room situation where they'll probably – major beats will probably be worked out together. Then they'll go off and – this is my speculation. Major beats are worked out between the four of them. They go off in the separate ways to write their scripts and then they come back together to flow them together. So it's like – it's a nice – easy way of doing this. Same thing what James Cameron is doing with the Avatar films. And it's the same thing with the Saw, the later Saw movies where it's the same writers in all of them that they wrote this giant story that was told over several movies. I could imagine they're doing something similar like that, similarly like that with uh, the next two Halloween films. Well, I do assume that because Green and McBride had a two-movie idea going into the last one, that there's ideas that didn't make the cut that may make it into this one. Right, and plus the fact that now you have two different teams, you have four people working on the writing rather than just two, and so especially since the fact that you have to mount two productions to be shot back-to-back, I mean, you want to be done as quickly as possible, because now the clock is ticking because you have confirmed the dates. Mm-hmm. We have Malik Akkad, Jason Blum, and adding on to this, Bill Block, our producers on both, Akkad and Blum, naturally, because Akkad is your guy who runs Halloween, Blum is the guy who runs Blumhouse, but... In the executive producer role, we have John Carpenter coming back as executive producer, which is really cool. Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jeanette Volturno, Cooper Samuelson, both Danny McBride and David Gordon Green, and Ryan Freeman are all – that's what? Fucking one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven executive producers. Well, some of them could just be a name only, and where it's like they like because you know like there are certain producers where you have like an associate producer versus a line producer versus an executive producer. They all have different kinds of responsibilities on the film. I mean, it, they could just be some people that are putting up the money for it, and they'll be getting the biggest checks of it based upon the gross. I'm hoping that's what it is because it just really is looking like a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of situation, and mm-hmm. it could hurt things. I am hoping to God that John Carpenter is given the level of creative control that he had in the first, in the previous one. Mm-hmm. And thankfully for him, he did, he barely had to do anything. He just, he was so satisfied with what was already there. Some days he just had to show up, just watch what was going on. It's like he, it was like he was getting paid to just come and watch a movie being filmed a lot of times. That's because of how happy he was. And once again, Ryan Turek is overseeing for Blumhouse, so mm-hmm. it's most of the crew. And he's the one who really spearheaded this pro- project in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I could also see like some some of those producers being specifically more in line to covering one movie while the others cover the other. While these productions are are underway, I could see that happening. But if it does turn out to be kind of a jumbled mess later on, speculation, of course, we might have a reason why in this kind of regard. My question is, now that we have those two, those four writers there, what's Danny McBride's role in these movies going forward? Uh... Uh, because there is an article uh, that we'll quote later on about his feelings towards these, the conclusion yeah. of these movies. And I also question the fact, like, aren't you not even involved with this movie? Like, so I don't know what, what's going on there. And I'm, if he's not involved with the upcoming movies, if Danny McBride is not involved with the upcoming movies, I wouldn't be surprised it's because like, they don't want as much humor in this. I don't know. I think that would help. Because a lot, there was a lot of times when the fucking humor just got undercut out of the control, undercut the suspense of the sequence. Yeah, of sequences, I should say. But so far with the cast, all we have is Jamie Lee Curtis, and it was also confirmed a few in kind of a way that's uh, I don't know if it's just me or if it's just him, but apparently Nick Castle will be returning to cameo as Michael Myers. Um, Castle addressed it on his Twitter by saying, you can't kill the boogeyman. Just heard the news. I'm coming back. Now, Nick Castle's kind of funny where in recent <laughs> years since he got... <laughs> in, funny. Yes. In recent years since he's kind of, you know, re, re-emerged at conventions and everything and doing stuff as Michael Myers and for this, you know, film, he's oftentimes jokingly referred to himself as Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Like, like he'll post a picture j- just as an example. I, He'll post a picture of, like, Michael Myers being, like, injured or whatever and say, oh, they hurt me so bad. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder for a sec, was he just kind of, like, joking and saying, being oh, they're bringing, bringing Michael Myers back, but not necessarily me. Now, it's been reported everywhere, and he has not since denied this at all. And he has said that I'll come back from stuff, but Big Game James, as he calls him, James Jude Courtney, is the torch has been passed to him. Now, I don't recall it anywhere being confirmed that James Jude Courtney is coming back. No. But I don't see why he wouldn't. No, I mean, like, the, the one of the almost synonymous things about the last movie, even though the people I I know that do not like this movie, they'll go on the record saying, yeah, James Jude Courtney is possibly the se- – he's most likely the second best Michael Myers in the franchise. I will say he's the best only because when it comes to Halloween – the first one is so amazing and iconic that I can't even put it on a list with anything else. Yeah. It's like everything's the best, but that, like, like uh, Halloween 2018 is the best Halloween movie. But, 
you know, Halloween one always stands, everything from Halloween one always stands above the sequels. Right. So by saying like he's the best Michael Myers, it's the best Michael Myers in comparison to the original. It's kind of like how people try to quantify a movie's greatness compared to Citizen Kane. Like Citizen Kane is often regarded as the greatest movie I've ever, ever made. And everything has to, every like kind of classic, well-regarded movie has to be compared to that. And it kind of seems like a little unfair. Like, of course it's not going to compare to Citizen Kane. And yes, I just refer, I just made a correlation between Halloween and Citizen Kane. And if people have a problem with that, I'm sorry. I'd make that correlation. Yeah, and also be able to make the same correlation with a John Carpenter's The Thing. I, there's one YouTuber who does that, and I, I can't argue with him on that. But, um, yeah, because it's, I would say, the big three of Michael Myers' uh, actors would be obviously Nick Castle, um, James Hugh Courtney, and Tyler Maine. I think those are the three best performers of those of that of that character. Those, are, those I would feel, are my top three. Yeah. In very much that order. Same. So... For what we have confirmed so far, that's really it. We have two movies, Jamie Lee Curtis, Nick Castle, and most likely James Hugh Courtney. I, I do believe Judy Greer and Andy Matichak will return, respectively, as Karen and, and um, Allison Strode. There's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. However, like I said, we're not going on fucking rumor. It has not been officially announced yet, but if it, if it gets announced tomorrow, don't be surprised, you know? Right. We're not sitting here saying, oh, because it hasn't been announced, it's not going to happen at all. No, I... I, I Highly suspect in all likelihood that that will be announced. If they're not shooting by now, I if like say if they start shooting tomorrow, okay, I bet you we get some kind of even like a fifteen second teaser on Halloween this year. The I, the rumor I heard is shooting in the fall. That makes sense because it's not coming out for another year, you know. Right. But yeah, so that is the confirmations. That those are the facts. Mm-hmm. Those are the facts, people. News on Mars. Yes, uh, uh, just making more Citizen Kane references. The reason why Citizen Kane is on the brain because I was on my friend Lisa's show. I love that movie when we talked about uh, Citizen Kane. Go listen to that. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. Lots of plugging. Yes. Yeah, we're like an electrician or something. With all the plugging we got to do. <laughs> I did. I, I made a pun earlier in this week. Shocker, I know. But internally, I, I, I punctuated with the uh, chip. Uh, Chip Chipperson? Chip Chipperson, like, like, hey, go one, Chipper. Real fucking good. Like, I, that, that's... Fucking those... good one, Chipperson. <laughs> exactly. If you don't know what we're talking about, look up Jim Norton's uh, character. Just, just just go on YouTube and search for Chip Chipperson. Yes, you will, won't be disappointed. But yes, I've been here this whole time scrubbing through James Jude Courtney's Twitter, and nothing... Nothing confirmed for it. All we have here is he retweeted what Nick Castle said. You can't kill the boogeyman. Just heard the news. I'm coming back. Yeah. And it's a picture of Laurie Strode's house burning with with a a cartoon barbecue and a cartoon guy wearing an apron, grilling burgers, and Michael Myers' head superimposed over it. (laughs) That was posted by Nick Castle. So, So yes, those are the facts. (laughs) (laughs) But there was one thing you read to me earlier. That made my fucking stomach turn. Yes. That according to a slash... And is, going, is going to make people think we really aren't true fans. That the, according to a Slash Film article I just read, that Damon Bright says that the Halloween franchise won't end with Halloween Ends. He doesn't believe anyway. He feels like it might continue. And he even said, I quote, 
I bet you 10 years now, a couple of knuckleheads will kind of think of another idea to keep the franchise going. Now, if we're talking about it in that context, okay, I understand. I, I, I Truly, I don't think Halloween will ever end unless it becomes so incredibly unprofitable or this fucking nostalgia craze completely dies. Or hu- humanity is extinct. Or humanity is extinct, which I'm always hoping for every day. Mm-hmm. But now I have to wait for these two movies for humanity to be extinct. You know, so why couldn't humanity fucking – why couldn't we have nuclear war like two months ago? So we, so I could go out on a high note, like, I've seen the last Halloween movie. I wouldn't have had a chance to make my movie. Uh, but you would have seen the last Halloween movie, and that would have been great. That's and, something to hang your hat on. But mine, what, mine And was, we got to see it at a test screening. This is true. So that's a good, that's a good way of going But my movie won't be great? Is that what you're saying? It won't be as great as Halloween 2018. I'm sorry. That was a pretty great movie, Halloween 2018. Continue. <laughs> While you go cry in the corner. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I am a man. Now, if David Gordon, who who said it? I get these people. It was Danny McBride. If Danny McBride says it in the in the context of they're going to continue making movies, well, then change a fucking title. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think what I gather. I, I think this story and the, these iterations of characters will probably end with three movies, and that. Halloween itself may continue later on with another reboot later down the road. But how the hell? Can, how many fucking reboots can you have? How many times can you always go back to that first film before you before people just say, you know what, this is this is still making Godzilla movies. This is just a fucking product. Yeah, I know they're still making Godzilla movies, but how many of them start with the original 1956 Godzilla? Most of them. Well, no, and, and Toho. Yeah, the original Godzilla, and then nothing happens until theirs. Most of the 2000s uh, uh, movies, like they, they made Godzilla 2000, which was a sequel to Gorgira, and then the several sequels would ignore the previous sequel and was just a sequel to the original. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Godzilla is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of, of Japanese movies. Who would have thunk? And then most of, the, the, most of like, the first series of films is actually coming to Criterion Collection. They're exa- asking an exuberant amount of money for it, but anyway. Yeah, how many times can you reboot these? How many times can you fucking... How, how much ma- blood can you get out of stone? How many much blood can you get out of stone? How many times can you just fucking lift your leg and fucking urinate on the creators of the movies beforehand before they drown in other people's piss? Descriptive? Fucking somebody just make something new, for Christ's sake. Just make something new. Okay. I don't care if it's a blatant fucking ripoff at this point. I don't care if some. How many new movies do you go to? Zero. <laughs> that's why. But what is there new besides besides reboots and remakes and that, that's superhero why it's, movies? It's television. That's where the new shit's coming from. Because they because Hollywood um, movies became so adverse to they're so risk uh, adverse to anything so that's why they're banking everything on kind of whether it be reboots remakes or based on a previously popular IP actually that's not true Lords of Chaos was the most recent new movie I saw yes but Uh, but it was based on a fucking true story so yeah but even then like it took to creative licenses and everything so do it like I'd still say that's still an original idea but alright if somebody wants to get Fucking pedantic about it and saying that it was based on true events. So, yeah. Based on truth and lies. Yes. And what really happened. That was the name of the book itself, right? Or was that, or was no, that Lords like... of Chaos was the name of the book, but that tagline was theirs. Right, okay. The tagline of Lords of Chaos, the book, was the bloody, rind of, bl- the bloody rise of the satanic metal underground. Gotcha. I may have to listen to 
It's a black man all the way home now, just thinking about it. Which I think is, uh, that's the best way to end a night. So yeah, uh, we don't know just how- Just not with a shotgun. No. Like the black metal. But, with that in mind, I just hope that this will be a definitive, like, that goes into my speculation. That's one of my ideas that I want for these sequels, because we are going to talk about our own personal speculations based upon the facts that we know at the moment. And the one thing that I want is that this to be an end. I wanted this to be an end overall. I wrote that note down before I even heard, I saw that article earlier this evening. So, yeah, that's kind of disappointing because you know just inevitably it will be, there'll be another one down the road. Yeah, but that, uh, I, I think I made this point before or I made it to you before we started recording. It's like, if you're going to fucking reboot it again, okay, whatever. But, Give it a fucking ending. Let it let it be over. Like like I I if Halloween Resurrection never came out and they went right into remake territory, I still would have been happy because you would have had that ending. You would have had the original series ended. And mm-hmm. and yes, for all intents and purposes, if you want to lie to yourself and say that fucking all seven movies are connected and Santa Claus is real, you can find a way to bullshit yourself if you really want to. And this is coming from a person who spent twenty years trying to do that to himself. Yes, and I still do. Santa Claus is real. <laughs> and Halloween 1 through 7 are, are, are a complete series. Yes. But, yeah, it, uh, like, I understand that fact 100%, but it's like, end the fucking story you have, let it be over with, and if you want to go back to it, all right, you know, it's yeah. Halloween, I will go see I will go see these two opening fucking day with you and probably the same friends I went to go see it before. Mm-hmm. I will be excited. I will be hype. And I, I have faith that because we have like that- George Michael no <laughs> I don't have faith that I will be caught in a bathroom stall soliciting soliciting what's the word soliciting yes soliciting sex from an undercover cop yes I don't have that faith but I have faith in the team the fact that the team that made the previous one that I love so much will do good again and that I hope to fucking god we get a definitive ending it, it, I just realized just saying how you phrase it like that this is a back to the future situation well, you made one movie that had a beginning, middle, end that had somewhat kind of you, – you could – An open uh, ending. An open somewhat. ending, a somewhat open ending that then we had two sequels filmed back to back to make a trilogy. Even though this was planned as a two-part story, yes. So. Yes, but we'll have a quadrilogy because of the original movie. Yeah, And again, it also – part of what also doesn't help this situation is the fact that like – I, I explained this in the Halloween H2O one, I think, where you have the original and you have established this character as this unstoppable force, the fucking boogeyman. Now you're going to try and convince me that the boogeyman's done nothing for 20 years, 40 years, whatever, and now all of a sudden he's going to come back. And now all of a sudden when he reemerges, all hell's going to break loose. I can under- I gave it a can understand it, not even give it a pass, but fully understand, accept it with Halloween 4 because of the way he was defeated in number 2 yeah, and the fact that there was a number 2 that continued that night, showing that he is unstoppable. He had to be fucking blown up and locked in the fucking, like, basement of, like, the dungeon at most dungeonous mental institution in the Midwest, mm-hmm. strapped to a fucking gurney behind bars for 10 fucking years in a coma, you know, and then he comes out, is not caught at the end, shot down a mine shaft, but manages to escape, and is never truly apprehended again. Because mm-hmm. ten, ten what, maybe it's just me getting old, but ten years is a pretty short amount of time. I'm thinking of all the shit from ten years ago, and I'm like, holy fuck, that was ten years ago already? What yeah. have I been doing with my life? Have we been friends for ten, ten years? Since? I believe so, just about. Yeah, because I started in 2009, and... What have I done with my life? No. 
I've done a very nice podcast. Yes. But yeah, like, okay, 10 years, I understand it. And then he's on the loose again for the next fucking 10 years, never truly able to be stopped or contained. But if you go with the H2O reboot logic, he's just been on the loose for 20 years. On the loose for 20 years, nothing's happened. There, yeah, there's been some things we could pin to him, but like, no, these tales were worth telling. Right. That's where the comics came in. They kind of filled in the gaps yeah, of what but, he's been doing. But at the same but time, those, that's not canon, I know. It, it, well, I mean, for the movies anyway. I don't know. It, all that shit is debatable. When, but when it comes, it's the same thing with like Star Wars. It's like this was, this was a story built in a movie. When it's told in a movie, that's when I can take it. That's when I take it the most seriously. That's when it, well, that's when it has the most effective, the most effect on me. Mm-hmm. You know. So like, and and then now with the 2018 reboot, it's like okay, he's the boogeyman. Like I love this fucking movie, but just still the idea that he's been contained, the boogeyman's been contained for 40 years. If it was if it was just this movie and that was gonna be the end, okay, it's a freak. You know, he's been contained for 40 years, but a freak occurrence fucking happens. He gets out, and now it's time once and for all to end this. Cool. You know, part one, part two. Yeah. But now he's going to escape, and now there's going to be two more fucking movies. Where, And at this point, with the characters' ages, we have a fucking senior citizen with seven fingers. Seven or eight? Seven. Okay. I believe he had three fingers shot off. Okay. Because I made a joke that he had eight fingers yesterday, so... I don't know. Whatever, but... Yeah, because somebody was saying, like, oh, um, yeah, he got killed by an old lady and uh, two untrained women and everything. Like, that's what stopped the boogeyman. Like, uh, Judy Greer was trained. Yeah. And so, and also Myra said, like, yeah, he was a 61 note dude with it, fingers numbering eight. Of course, he got bested yeah. by three people on one. Yeah. So, like, it almost, I don't want to say it cheapens things, but it's like, it's like I can't take it as seriously. I mean. It, it, it shows, it shows, you know. It shows that it's just a product almost at this point. Well, all movies are a product. I know. But in there, there is there is plenty of room for it to be an artistically... I mean, like, what, what immediately comes to mind is, like, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, it is a product to sell tickets and make money for Walt Disney, uh, and, and it did. But it's such a quintessential story. Yes. And it's such a rewarding story, even generations later. It can be a product uh, uh, that's a vehicle for artistic... Integrity. That's and why, vice versa. That's why I, I enjoy Steven Spielberg so much is because, yes, he's able to create bankable product for an audience, mm-hmm. but he still makes it entertaining. Yes. And a lot of his movies have endured decades. There is, there is, there is a balance. There is a delicate balance for those two things to sit nicely together. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem is, I'm not, I'm not saying that these people are just looking at fucking dollar signs when they make these. I know that there is a love for this stuff. Yeah. It's just there does come a point where it's like, how far away can you get from that original thing where I'm still going to take it as seriously? You know, he was well, a 21-year-old escape serial killer, and now he's a fucking old man with with missing two or three fingers. Yeah. I, I know, but, like, then you got to think about the, the thought process of what Carpenter had when he made the first one. He just wanted to make a scary movie to further his career. Yeah. He it, saw it as a product, if anything. Yeah. So should we really put on that high of a pedestal if the original creator had that kind of idea initially? And the fact that he has faith in this stuff to continue putting his name on it and helping out where he would have nothing to do with it before. Do you, do you sense a lack of integrity with these two movies? I don't know because I don't know enough about them and I haven't seen them. Okay. I, I want to believe that there is no lack of integrity because it's the same team coming back. You know, with ideas they had before, 
they know that fans love Halloween and ultimately do want this, even though the last one was a satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. I do believe there is a lot of love going on in this, but I sense sometimes that love is not always all you need. Maybe a bulletproof helmet. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. That was bad. You just got that? Are you serious? It took you, took you several seconds to get that? Uh, so that's why we get into speculation of what we want to see. All right. So you want me to go first? You, you can go first because I've sat there trying to think of this. I, I'm pretty much going to be – this is going to be mostly you. I really sat there trying to think of what this what you could have, but I cannot come up with anything that isn't retreading ground we haven't already gone through in previous sequels. All right. So I, I, grew, I threw down a few bullet points today when I was at work because um, – Am I supposed to actually work when I'm working? Uh, <laughs> no, it was before my shift actually started, and I was just I had time. Uh, my first bullet point: cut down on the humor. Okay, the, because we had mentioned even on the 2018 review, and even previously on this episode, that some of the humor was hit or miss, and kind of jeopardized some of the real life stakes in the movie. And if you think it's bad, watch the fucking deleted scenes on the Blu-ray. You actually wanted to do a Blu-ray review of that. No fucking way! It, it, it like it's a beautiful packaging. I'm glad I own the movie physically, but the the fucking materials on it, it's either featurettes we've already seen released, mm-hmm. maybe a little more extended, and deleted scenes that I cannot fucking believe. Like Rob Zombie wasting film levels of deleted scenes. I guess that's the advent of like somebody who likes improvisation and shooting a digital. Uh, but here's the thing, though: it wasn't even good impro- Like like when when we had when we were reviewing the novel. Yeah. And they had like the what was it thirty seconds of dialogue explaining the fate of the Myers house. Yeah, that was. And there was a deleted scene called Sartain and Hawkins ride along. I thought they were going to have. I thought that was going to be it. No, it's a fucking thing of of, of Sartain picking his nose the whole time because he's trying. I like to massage my brain doing this, <coughs> literally. And Hawkins yelling at him for picking his nose. I have not watched it. Was it was fucking nonsense. Yeah. It was fucking nonsense. <laughs> the only deleted scene was when Allison was jogging and they found the dead dog hanging. Yeah. And there's Michael in his in his uh in his uh pajamas or whatever his watching her. pajamas watching her. And I got to say the street they got fucking dead ringer for South Pass. So huh. well, what they didn't have the scene about her boyfriend getting arrested. They had that. That was there too. Okay. What happened to him? But that was kind of inconsequential at that point. Which I wonder if that's even going to like come into play in the next two movies, since it wasn't technically in the theatrical movie. Where yeah. they're just like, well, that didn't really happen. Um, my next pos- my bullet point is possibly bring back Daniel Harris. Now, but he- in some form. But here's the thing, though. Do we really need to? And this isn't for a, lo- a dislike of Daniel Harris. I and this is a complete inverse of our initial feelings towards this movie coming out. And because you wanted her to be in there, and I was so against the idea of her being in there anyway. Yeah, so. I've now come to switch just because of what we got. I understand why she wasn't cast in it. Like, like okay, Lori has a daughter now, so you should bring back Daniel Harris as like a nod. But that would have been fucking confusing, especially coming with the fact that the previous two movies had her as a different character. Right. Um, I know that many of the zombie cast were mad that they were kind of getting snubbed in this movie right cameos and stuff but it's like come on guys halloween existed long before nearly all of you yeah it will continue to exist after you're long gone and somewhere along the line the old cast before you had to get you know really let go before you could come aboard Mm -hmm. there's very few people i feel that like jamie lee curtis and donald pleasance would be like the only two fucking people characters that should always be brought back if possible. Mm-hmm. 
Or, or not even, if you're not going to, you know, you I mean, always yeah. have a... PJ, PJ Souls came back as a voice. Yeah, she had a voice cameo as the teacher. Yeah. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis... All right, I'm not saying should, but I'm saying are the only ones that really have the right to. Right. I, I just like... The idea of legacy casting, I like. And the fact that Danielle Harris is still working. She was, she was briefly, briefly in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino's new movie, as uh, one of the Manson uh, family members and everything. So, I, And I know she was tweeting about this, hearing that there's going to be two sequels and wanting to get – but now uh, – rest on it, honey. It's now coming off as desperate. I'm sorry. No, yeah, <laughs> that's why whenever I see that happen, when celebrities do that, be like saying, hey, I'm willing to do this, I'm like – well, I guess you uh, aren't going to get it because you're just like – it's the principle of what David Fincher says when it comes to a project. If you're not unable to walk away from something, then they have all the control, whomever was starting up this project. If you can't walk with, with a drop of a hat, that person, whoever is presenting this opportunity, will always have power over you. And doing stuff like that, unfortunately, makes you look like, A, kind of like desperate, and it's like, hey, if they do want you – they could say whatever the hell they want and say you – they say jump and you have to say how high. If they can fit Daniel Harris in one of these two movies or both in a way that isn't confusing and isn't going to make you think, wait a minute, I thought that she was dead or I thought that she was someone else, cool. I mean uh, – But I, don't I, beg. Well, yeah, because I just finished watching the DC Universe of Swamp thing and Adriana Barbeau was in there as a small role in there because that's legacy casting because she was in the first uh, yeah. Swamp Thing movie with that directed by Wes Craven. Te- Texas Chainsaw 3D, the character of Verna Sawyer was played by uh, Marilyn Burns, Sally Hardesty. Right, exactly. Like Something like that. Rest in peace. Yes. Like something like that would be cool. Like she could just be in there one scene, and like if you're a fan, you like you pop for that. Like, hey, I know her. And if you're not, you just see her as start, she's part of uh, functioning in the story. That's I think cool. she wants to come back as like a full blow, fully fledged character, though. That, that... Like I said, if you can if you can find a way to fit her in there where people aren't going, oh uh, wait, <laughs> huh? Uh, unless that it resorts to a, a giant blue portal opening and she walks in like she's part of the multiverse. I don't know if that's gonna work, and I don't know why my voice broke like that when I brought the multiverse. Oh, our Tim's growing up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my third point is either pick up like right after the first the Halloween 2018 ended, like much like how Halloween two did, or some time has passed and it's, a, it's another Halloween. Like that, maybe a year or two later, and Michael Myers uh, emerges again. Like that's my third point. So I don't know if they want. Like, well, do you feel that like they should have a thing that says that he was never found? I think that's how it'd be, or maybe because that's kind of been done already. You know, with the whole Halloween show, though they never found the body. They yeah, like I body. assumed, like the the building is collapsing in on itself and even searching among the rubble, they couldn't find the body. Well, they found the body of Ray and thought it was Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. But then again, he would have had to knock out his teeth. Dental records. I assume that's, oh. they have dental records of Michael when he was in, in prison. So yeah, I wouldn't go near his fucking teeth with a goddamn mold. No, neither would I, but I know he's not Hannibal Lecter, but I still don't want to go near that fucking creep. Right. <laughs> um, so, the first one that comes up is Halloween Kills, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one should end in a cliffhanger with Laurie's death. You think they should go as far with Laurie's See, one thing I was going to say is I think a major character needs to go. There's a part of me that thinks that Laurie almost should survive, going back to where Loomis always survives and always has to carry this with him. Right. But you start to stretch the suspension of disbelief that she keeps getting out of these scraps, but the skin of well, her here's, teeth. Here's the thing, though. Her, 
I think maybe Karen should die. Really? Maybe her her daughter that she that she raised to to protect from this ends up being a victim of it. And that's the and she's the survivor and she has to carry this, you know, with her the rest of her life and feel the guilt that she uh, you know, that she that she did Despite uh, she tried the to, best efforts she this, couldn't prevent this. She couldn't save her, yeah. And maybe and here's another point to make too. Allison is the one in Halloween Ends that kills Michael for once and for all, but becomes the fucking, you know... Caretaker, as it were. No, becomes like a fucking, like, like becomes like a fucking nut obsessed with, you know, evil and preparing for evil that her fucking life is ruined and Laurie is witness to all this. That like, oh shit, I couldn't, I couldn't save these people. Or, or, or even Allison, I don't want to say becomes Michael, but... As we saw, she end up in a pad room and she sees a bright white horse, right? Exactly like that. And <laughs> Sherry Moon zombie comes out. No, but as we saw, like the holding of the knife at the end, that could have been symbolism. I heard in another review, like, oh, she is like an animal tasting blood for the first time. Mm-hmm. It could have been that thing where, where now, like, Allison has become the killer of killers, and anyone that you know threatens her family safety, she will fucking kill. You know. Like if someone's preventing her from killing Michael, she kills them because she's be- take on taken on her grandmother's obsession, but will go even further with it. That'd be interesting for sure. You but know? I think she'd have to die at the end anyway. I think I think both of them would have to go. I think she end. would. Go, I think Allison would end up in fucking jail at the end. Mm-hmm. If you if you have it where you have Laurie survive, I do feel like there has to be some great consequence to see that like my family's fucking destiny was to be destroyed by this monster, mm-hmm. no matter how hard we fought. Right, and I'm not saying that's the way it's going to go, but that would be a very emotional and shocking way to go because I, I kind of feel like you almost have to do something, go somewhere you've never gone before, go somewhere big and shocking this time around. Because how do you not, how do you not tread? Oh, it's uh, he's under the influence of a curse of a thorn cult, you know? Yeah, like do we want to? That's my thing. I was that's why I was drawing such a fucking blank because everything I came up with was, was like we've been we've done it before. We've done it before. Like let's try to explain Michael. Oh, we did it before. It sucked. Uh, I'd be interested in learning more of the fate of Michael's parents. That's one thing in this in this continuity in this in this cinematic universe of how, whatever the fuck we're going to call it this time. Yeah. The pumpkin universe. The pumpkin universe. Mm-hmm. In this particular continuity, we don't know what happened to Michael's parents. Yeah. In the original, in the you know the original two, really the four through the Thorn trilogy and the Res- and the H two O duology sequelogy, the yeah. two movies. Which both follow, both of those follow Halloween too. And in Halloween too, it is stated that his parents died in a car accident. Mm. So there you go for that. In the Rob Zombie ones, Michael's father, you know, passes away before she marries William Forsyth. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that's what happened to him after Tiny got done with him <laughs> in Devil's Rejects. He's just all, bitch, I'm broken up here. Don't you look like that bitch that killed my brother? <laughs> But yeah, we know the father died and then the mother commits suicide. This is so far the only Halloween timeline where we don't know what became of Michael's parents. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'd be interesting to reintroduce them somehow. Maybe they pull like the original ending to Halloween uh, Friday 13-6 where Jebediah Voorhees shows up and channels the evil to bring Jason back from the grave or something like that. Michael Myers' mother shows up at the burning remains. Look what you did to him! <laughs> but instead of instead of monologuing... As, as instead of monologuing Michael's voice, since he doesn't talk, she just stands there and looks at the camera. <laughs> um, that would be interesting. I would love to see that. <sighs> um, I think you're going to have to go with a. 
I think you have to go with a much more vicious Michael, but he was pretty fucking vicious in this one. Yeah. Another one of my points is keep up the creative kills and like, but keep him spooky where like he's going to make a show out of him. And like, be creative in the fact that like he put the he put the sheet on somebody. He turns somebody's head into jackalance. Something, keep it like that. But you notice how in this one he kind of cut to the chase a lot more. It's been forty years. He's 40, uh, he's he's a caged animal let loose. He's letting go of the theatrics that kind of got him busted last time, and mm-hmm. he's just going. He's going for quant, quant, quantity over quality. Blech. Right. But he never. But he still does take a moment to stop and t- stop and smell the dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Um. Have the f- town turn on the family. That's another idea. See, that would have been interesting if they did the whole fucking thing of shooting in South Pass with the whole uh, shooting where the Myers the, the Myers house used to be with the new condos and right. incorporating it like I, my idea I had. Where like while walking home from school after after uh, the scene of staring at Allison through the window just like Michael did. They're walking home. They pass by Lori's old house and there's the residents like looking at her like, oh, this fucking woman again. Yeah. This loon again. And then they go by the Myers house, and it's not there anymore. It's the it's the new condos, and and also that address the fate of the fucking Myers house. Right. I mean, sure, they they are no longer siblings, but the fact of the matter is, in this timeline, forty years apart, the same woman has gotten into a tussle with this killer, and several other people have died along the way. So there's got to be some kind of connection. There's got to be a few townspeople raising eyebrows, like, all right, what's the deal with this? Strode woman and Michael Myers, and what's wrong with their family? And what sucks too is that that's where I, I, I kind of feel like it was in there a bit where the whole idea of he's he never was after Laurie, he was just after someone that he made that connection with. Mm-hmm. Where like, you know how how he mostly he'll kill to get what he needs, but the people he t- intentionally targets are usually like young women that represented his sister. Yeah, you know, like. His first encounter with Laurie in this one in in 2018 was just him looking at the window. I recognize you. I recognize you. But then he leaves, and just goes on his merry way. She shoots him in the fucking shoulder. Mm-hmm. There, sh- I, I feel like there should have been something there where she like addressed to him. You're Michael. Point the gun. He looks. He turns around, looks at her, and then just walks away. Right. Like she's defined this whole 40 years on him being after her, but truthfully, he meant nothing. He, to, that, that she truthfully, was, she meant nothing to him. She was incidental in his life. She was just, she was just, you know, what he was looking for at that time. <laughs> I quote the great movie Street Fighter. To me, to you, what I did was the most important day of your life. To me, it was Tuesday. Yeah. So there's that that you could have played on, and people could have been, like you said, the townspeople could have been looking for that connection, but it truly wasn't there, and Laurie would have to cope with that. The fact that like. Michael was never really after me, but I just made, I just put him, I just put myself back in his fucking crosshairs, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Like he was going to return to Haddonfield. He probably would have come after, you know, my granddaughter because she, like I was, was a young teenage female, much like his sister. But if he never encountered her, we may have never, ever encountered him. Yeah. And that she had to deal with. And the other reason why. And I think they still could go with that. I think there's still enough ambiguity there to go with that because. Michael wasn't – when he was found by Sartain and Hawkins and Allison, he was – we don't know if he was walking to Laurie's house. He was just walking looking for someone to kill. They brought him there. The only reason why Sartain's character was created, in my mind, was to get him – To that point. Yeah. I, I agree with that, too. And I know that's one of the biggest people – one of the biggest reasons why people have a problem with that character is because he serves no purpose other than exposition and this plot point here. Mm-hmm. So – it is kind of curious like that. I'm 
Well, if Hawkins and Sartain never ran across him, I wonder what his night would have been like. I think he would have just kept killing random people. Yeah. Um, an idea uh, 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 that I would like to see is a cornfield chase. We're in the Midwest right there. Do it in the daytime. Something really, because one of the greatest things, like, Greatest things about the first Halloween is that it's still scary even in broad daylight. Sure, his none of his killings happen until nighttime, but the idea of stalking mostly, most, yeah. Rachel Carruthers was killed during the day, right? So was uh, uh, I'm talking about the greaser. I'm talking about this timeline. Okay, so I think an idea of like them going to a cornfield, like for do a cornfield maze, and Michael being amongst them and unaware of them being unaware of that. I think that'd be a nice suspense uh, set piece. Like I know it's that is pretty vague, but that's something that just came to mind because idea. Uh, and you, you can make kind of a nod to the Tower Farm and like, but like, and don't uh, uh, make it so blatant that people wonder like, hey, is this a reference or something? It would be an idea that hardcore fans like ourselves would recognize it. Mm-hmm. Like there were so many nods to the entire franchise in 2018. Um. Yeah, keep up the creative kills. Spooky I, vibe. Uh, I do wonder if now, because uh, obviously what was in the novelization did not make it into the, not everything from the novelization made it into the movie. I wonder if the Myers house is actually still standing. Will it return? Because like I said in the Halloween 2018 review, every time there's an anniversary movie, there's no Myers house. Halloween 1 and 2 at the Myers house. You know, Halloween 1 yeah. has its Halloween 2. They're there for the townspeople throwing rocks. Halloween 4, no Myers house. Halloween 5, we have the, the fucking Munsters Myers house. <laughs> Halloween 6, we have the Salt Lake City Myers house. H2O, no Myers house. Resurrect. Resurrection, Myers house with Dangertainment. Um, do we, do we count? Well, no, cause. It's a remake. Well, it's a remake and it didn't happen on the anniversary. Yeah. 30th but Myers house in both of those, even though it was, even though it was pretty much in the background in Halloween 2 and it was a different house. Because it was shot in what Georgia, North Carolina, something like that. It was shot in the South. It wasn't shot in South Pass like Georgia. Yeah, it wasn't shot in South Pass like the first one was. Yeah, but it was there. It was there in the background when in the beginning when they're taking you know Michael and Loomis's body away. It was there later on when Loomis is doing the you know inter- my God, it's businesswoman. If I want your opinion, opinion I'll, I'll beat, beat it out, out of you. Yeah, it was there in the background, albeit obscured because it's obvious it's not the exact same house. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2018, no Myers House. So every anniversary movie, there's no Myers House. Will it come back? I would. And how will it look? And how will they incorporate it? it? Yeah. Will they will they go full resurrection and build a set and incorporate it with uh, live? I mean, if David Gordon Green is willing to make a recreation of the set of the end of the original Halloween, I would not be surprised if he's willing to build a recreation of the Myers House for the movie. Mm-hmm. I think there is a strong indication that that could happen. Um, keep up the uh, creative kills with the spooky vibe. Um, <laughs> put the series to bed with the third film. <laughs> that's another one of my notes. That's been that's been one of my notes for a long time now since Halloween H two O. Um, my last one is have a trailer for the third film at the end of the second one. Do a Back to Future mm. Part Two, where like the movie ends with like to be concluded, and then it goes into a trailer for the next movie that comes out next year. Yeah, you think they should do that? Before credits, mid credits, or post credits? Because a lot of people may get up and leave uh, before the credits. Before like the it, credits, yeah, much like how Back to the Future Part Two does, where it just it cranes up from Doc passing out when he realizes that Marty's back from the future, and then the music builds up, and at the t- to be concluded 
um, text comes up, and then you go right into the trailer for it. Because at that point, you've hopefully shot at least enough footage to warrant a trailer for the next one. There's a part of me that thinks mid-credits, just because, like, the Halloween Kill still has to stand on its own as a movie, you know? Yeah. It can't just, we can't pull a Captain America First Avenger, which is, in my opinion, just an Avengers prequel. Right. I know that's your biggest sticking point with that movie. Yeah. So much about it is just about setting up the Avengers more than establishing an origin for Captain America. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is? He doesn't have a proper trilogy capper either. Civil War is just another Avenger 2.4 yeah. one. So he's only got one legit solo Captain America movie. Winter but, Soldier? Yeah, but that's also my favorite in the entire franchise. So go. go so go figure. So yeah, that is my wants and desires for the next two movies. I guess me too. I like I said, I'm sorry I don't have as many. It's just I could not think of anything that wouldn't just be treading ground we've already been to. Um, shoot on film if you can afford it. They'll probably shoot on digital. I know. I, I, they, I see no reason why they wouldn't. Um, obviously, shoot it anamorphically like they did the last one. Oh, yeah. Um, keep that continuity with yep, everything. Uh, Carpenter obviously come back to do the music. Um, I fucking hope he's going to do the music. Yeah. Maybe... Shoot maybe a day in South Pass. It's a, it's a, it's a hope and a prayer and a pipe dream. But shoot in South Pass. Come come on, Jason. Throw him a couple extra bucks just to go to South Pass. It's worth it. I know you are a very frugal businessman, and that you like uh, having your directors and writers really work around that limitation, as many greats have. But toss him a couple extra bucks. I know he. I wish he did it last time. But. I, I know he's he's gonna lose money on universe the hunt, but that's a, a topic for another day. So, yeah, I mean that's just my kind of overall feelings for this. I mean, I was satisfied how like I, I know I'm repeating myself. I was satisfied how the last one ended, Me but I, I am it's worth cu- repeating. Yeah, but I am. I won't deny the fact that I am curious what they're gonna do from here. I I think it's gonna be like last time where once I. See the fucking trailer. That's when the hype train really kicks in. Right. That's when I get excited. Like, I mean, last time I did start getting excited when Nick Castle was announced to be coming back. This, and since I know what his role in this one would be, and now truthfully, watching a lot of these behind the scenes featurettes of the of the previous one, I really do understand why it was just a bunch of cameos. There is no way you could par- properly blend footage between him and James Jude Courtney. They have two completely different body types. Yeah, he's a like. Notice he'll be shorter. Yeah, and he's a little bit... I'm not going to body shame a 71-year-old man, but he is a little... Especially coming from someone who has has quite the the gut I have. Mm -hmm. But there's no way... It it would literally be a a space cop thing where where Rich Evans is doubled with Len Kabazinski as a stunt double. (laughs) Except they did it on purpose. I'm so glad you finally showed that to me. Uh, It's a great movie. Yes. But yeah, that's and you. So that's your final thoughts. You don't have any other feelings right Not now? Not right now. I mean, who knows? Maybe when, maybe when the trailer comes out, we'll come back and revisit this like we did last time. I'll be down for that. And hopefully by that, and who knows? Maybe by that point, we'll have seen a test screening of this and have to lie to you people again. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would. It's funny. I still get I get emails from that company, but like I, I rarely check that email, so I keep missing other screenings that happen here on the island. So I feel bad about that. So I feel like I should be checking an email daily so I can. Try Try and uh, um, keep your eyes peeled. Okay. What if there's a screening, but you're still on your probationary period for your job? There's not going to be. It's not going to be edited. And ready. This one came out, what, was, what, three months before? Yeah, was... okay. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Okay, by that point, you have the full, you'll be hired. and everything. I'll be hired, and I can take as many days off as I want. Right. 
Dem union rules. Dem union rules. <laughs> yes, I finally got permanently hired at my job, and now I'm making enough to live like an adult. Yes. I'm out of poverty. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations to me. Oh, yes. And, like, it was literally a weight off my shoulders when I got that text. So, uh, no bullshit. So, for you? Yeah. yeah. It was a weight off my fucking shoulders uh, when I, I got I, that I, phone call. I, I nearly, like, fell on the floor. Legit. Like, I'm uh, so glad there was something behind me that I could lean up against. And my buddy Tyrell was wondering what the hell was going on. And I explained the entire situation to him. And he's like, damn, dude. He Even he said congrats to you. Did you show him the text I sent you with my first paycheck? No. Okay. I, I did not. But anyway. Even so, that that made me almost fall out of my chair. Exactly. So. so, yeah. I hope everybody's enjoyed our little uh, speculative uh, podcast about the Halloween franchise. Total even. rumor and speculation that you should not fully hang your head on. Yeah. Even many of the things we've talked about here could be untrue. We could be speculating on speculation. Who knows? Yeah. In, in this world of fake news where nobody knows what's going on anymore, mm-hmm. we're just putting it out there right now. This is all just our thoughts, opinions, and what we know. That's why we spend so much time at the head of the episode. Disclaimering. Yes. And even poking fun out of the people who take their speculation. Nothing personal. As absolute fact, of course. Nothing personal. But yeah. So I hope everybody's enjoyed this little uh, episode here. I want to say, Mike, thank you for taking time out of your evening to do this. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yes. If you want to follow the show, uh, if you want to help support the show, leave us a five-star written review on iTunes and subscribe to wherever you get your podcast or rate and review us wherever your podcast provider is. I'm kind of taking a social media break, so I won't plug those. But um, my only thing I'll plug is my YouTube channel through the Lens Productions, where my all my short films is up. Uh, my short film, Jack... Uh, is actually just crossed 16,000 views. And so if you want to look like Jack through the Lens Productions on Google, it'll pop up. It, it, you can also put in the hashtag MyAndabelleCreation. It'll pop up that way because it was done for that contest. And come back next time as you continue to talk about geek and pop culture, and we'll speak to you soon. And with this, though, One Good Scare will return, we know now. Yes. <laughs> and I hope everyone's enjoyed this episode, and we'll speak to you soon.